Jed's really got a nice setup. That's probably what missed that. Um, <coughs> um, let's just start with a, a comment on, um, you know, Coach Lee's approach should have done this on Wednesday, but, um, you know, just on behalf of our team, um, you know, condolences to uh, Coach Leach's family, um, you know, in the Mississippi State program. Um, you know, he's been a real, um, a pretty big figure in uh, college football from, you know, Tech to Washington State. He's coached a lot of great players um, and had a lot of, uh, and developed a lot of players that have played in the National Football League. And, you know, I know he's very close to, you know, several people, particularly Cliff, um, obviously. And uh, so just wanted to, you know, express our, our condolences. And um, he's a funny guy. And he's a funny guy. He's got some press conference highlights that are, you know, about as good as they get. So, um, but um, anyway, just kind of moving along here for the week for us. Um, again, it's been... Um, you know, been been a really good opportunity for us here, and uh, again, our appreciation to um, you know President Robbins and Coach Fish and and all the Arizona people that have accommodated us so uh, with such great hospitality, and um, so um, you know another good day of preparation out here, and then uh, head up to head up to Las Vegas tomorrow and be ready to go Sunday. You know, one o'clock game, so we've had some night games. Now we're shifting back to the you know afternoon schedule, so um, you know good opportunity to you know, be ready to go on Sunday afternoon. Regarding Coach <coughs> Leach, how would you summarize the influence that his offense has had on all levels of football over the last twenty or so years? Yeah, again, you know, being in the National Football League, it's um, not really involved that much in the college game, but you know, certainly he's. You know, produce some some great passing teams, great team spirit. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm sure that he's had a lot of influence there, and some of the people that have worked with him that have you know moved on and taken those ideas and um, so forth. Uh, so, you know, he certainly had a big. But you know, it's it's this is really a college game, which is not my. It's probably not my long suit here. I want to speak out of school. Thanks. Bill, the dynamic of the uh, practice squad has changed so much. But a guy like our J.J. Taylor wouldn't have even been on the roster for this trip 10 years ago because he would have already exhausted his two years. How would you categorize how that's benefited players like him as well as coaches and the dynamic of being able to manage rosters, having unlimited years now, as well as being able to protect guys with <clears throat> Well, uh, you're right. It's, it's changed things. Uh, like a lot of other things that change, you just roll with those changes. Um, and try to maximize them uh, to help your team. Um, but with more players comes more opportunity. And so players that, as you said, wouldn't be on a practice squad are now on one. And I think the if you look at the activations over the course of the year, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of practice squad activations. So that gives a lot of teams um, an opportunity to play more people and more players to get an opportunity to play. And, and show what they can do and, you know, keeps the game more competitive. So, um, you know, when we had fewer players, there were, there were fewer play people to manage. Um, you know, sometimes players are able to, you know, 
working in more versatile roles because you had fewer people and you had you had to have more versatility. You know, now you can carry a say a little more specified depth. Um, two kickers, two snappers, two punters. You know, guys like that that only play one position, but sometimes you're able to carry an extra guy that <coughs> I would say is pretty rare. You know, going back to the six-man practice squads, things like that. So. Uh, but, you know, all that's beyond our control. So whatever it is, we'll just try to take advantage of it and use the opportunity. But, you know, JJ is a, is a great addition to our team. And, and you know, he's a great kid, comes to work every day. Um, you know, he's been, he's, he's been awesome to have as part of the program. Bill, um, wanted to follow up on something that Matt and Joe were asked about earlier this week. They were asked about Max showing some frustration on the field. And both actually said, you know, we like – seeing the emotion. Where do you stand on, on those kinds of emotions? Yeah, I already talked about that, Phil. Oh, okay. I might, have, I might have missed that. Yeah, I'm sure we can get you the transcript. I've talked about that. Okay. Are you you're in line? I mean, I'm going to keep guys? repaving a safe road here. Okay. <laughs> How many layers do I need? Is there, is there a benefit to being, you're, you're sort of known as being a kind of stoic guy. Is there benefit to for players? Again, we've already talked about this, Phil. I mean, okay. Just gonna move on. What have you seen from Christian Barmore the last couple of days, and is he tracking maybe toward getting the? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we didn't we didn't do a whole lot on Wednesday. Um, you know, we had a good day yesterday, so we'll kind of see how he's doing today after that. Um, you know, it's usually the next day. Um, and a lot of times, go out. Guys go out to the first day, and they they you know haven't been doing well. They've been rehabbing, but then they go out and practice, which they haven't been able to do. And then, uh, then the real test is you know how they are the next day after that workload. Um, is there a setback? Is there an opportunity to move ahead? Is it you know what do we have to manage and so forth? So um, you know today, tomorrow will be days where we'll determine how that process is going, which is normal. It's not anything different for him than anybody else. So. You know how it is, Mike. When you haven't done something for three or four weeks, you come back out there and do it. And, you know, the, the moment of truth is the next day, not the day you do it. That's going to be all of us. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so we'll see over the next, you know, 24 hours or so, see how it is today and see how we are going forward. But, again, that's, again, the, just the normal, I would say, procedure. I think it's, you know. Come back the first day, feel okay, and then the second day, sometimes you feel better, <laughs> sometimes you don't. Vitamin C drop there for the throat. Uh, good, thanks. Bill, I know this was a practice four or five months ago or whatever it was, but what do you remember from um, Devontae Adams' performance when you guys were having your joints in late August? Good, <laughs> really good. Um, yeah, really special, you know, to see him up up close, I mean, on, on the practice field, you know. Obviously, some at Green Bay. That was a breakout game. We got his career started there. Um, but great ball skills, really smooth, very crafty runner, slick, um, good length, good. You know, does a really good job of changing speeds. Um, he's just he's just a really hard guy to cover with with elite ball skills and and elite, I would say, intelligence and uh, savviness, if that's a word. I'll look that one up, but something like that. Savvy. Yeah, savvy, whatever. Thank you. Sure. Yeah.
Uh, how do you see Josh, if at all, using him? <coughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the focal point on some plays, but how does Devontae open up things, either intentionally, schematically, or affect defenses to create opportunities for some of their other players? Well, there's yeah, there's a definite, you know, attention to him, you know, double 17 type calls, uh, or you can just see the awareness of, of um, you know, teams like the Chargers and Denver, you know, that, that play him regularly. Um, or played him twice, like the Chargers played him twice, I and mean, you can just see kind of the awareness that that they that they have towards you know him where he is because he moves around a lot. You know he plays some X, he plays some Z, he plays in the slot some. Sometimes he's in motion, um, and and in all different personnel groups too, right? So they use 21, 11, 12. <coughs> so where he is and who else is in there with him and. And all that is, um, you know, that's all part of, I'd say, just a general awareness to him. But yeah, you better have it, or he'll, yeah, he'll kill you. Billy, you guys have um, offensively used a lot of shotgun uh, over the course of the last month. Maybe it's over the course of the entire season, but I think it's about seven percent shotgun in the last month or so. Um, why has that been the best approach for you guys offensively? Yeah, a lot of those decisions are just game by game, game plan. So. You know, those type of questions of like, this happened the last couple of weeks. If you shuffled the schedule around, he would, it, it would turn out differently. So I think we're comfortable in under center, in the gun. We have, you know, a variety of things we can do from either of those locations. So try to do what we think is best. Does it have anything to do with, with the offensive line, maybe just, I don't know if you're able to get the ball up more quickly when you're working out a shotgun as opposed to under center, but you guys are I mean, the quarterback gets the ball pretty quickly under center. It's about as quick as you can get it. So I think if you want to get it out quickly, it's it's in his hands, you know, about a tenth of a second after the ball moves. So, But again, regardless, it, it, again, those kind of things, I think if you – you take any two or three games and group them at the end of the year and group them together and say, oh, this guy got a lot of targets in this game. Oh, this guy blitzed a lot in that game. Um, you know, we played a lot of odd front in these other couple games. Well, if you group them together, then it looks like that's a big trend. Um, I would say more likely it's the way the games happen to fall, if you will. We have played Miami, Two weeks ago, instead of twelve weeks ago, then what happened in the Miami game would have looked, you know, probably somewhat similar to what it looked like when we played Miami. Coach, have you seen uh, Joshu's Jakob? Uh, is it the same as how he was kind of playing here, or does he move him around a little bit more? No, it's it's, uh, it's pretty similar. Just Jakob play this year, and, and uh, yeah, he does you know a good job in his role. You know, I think with a couple of the injuries they've had, with you know Waller being out and Renfo being out, it's probably trend a little more towards twenty-one personnel. Um, we'll see what happens if those guys come back. You know, earlier in the year when uh, <clears throat> I mean they both haven't played a lot together, but Waller played. I think the third, first few games, three or four games, whatever it was. Then he was out, Renfro missed a little time, and he came, you know, so haven't really had all of them together, Adams, Renfro, Waller. Um, those guys haven't all been together very much this year. Um, 
but I'd say most recently, we have both of them out uh, the last, I don't know, four or five games, probably been an uptick in the 21 personnel due, I think, probably to some of those circumstances. I can't imagine that Waller and, and Renfro wouldn't have played if they had been healthy. So. <laughs> The, the Raptors and all the names and guys you've coached and been associated with, maybe one of the more prominent ones, Teddy Burski. What conversations did you have with him about this trip here this week? And, and just overall, what did he mean to you as, as a player in the organization? <coughs> well, I mean, Teddy would be one of the all-time all great Patriots. Um, of course, he's in the Patriot Hall of Fame, uh, as he should be. Um, you know, Teddy and I... Um, my first year at the Patriots was Teddy's first year at the Patriots in 96. Uh, and then, of course, I left and came back. And but So we were there. I was there for his rookie year. I was there when we drafted him. Um, you know, one of the most, let's say, unusual draft choices. You know, three technique in college, Pac-12 player of the year, going to move him to linebacker. I mean, there's a lot of how's this going to go you know, what's what's he going to be? Is he going to, are we going to pass rush him? Is he going to cover kicks? Is he, gonna, what's it really going to be? And so, um, but all that being said, obviously it, it all worked out. You know, he was, he's a middle linebacker. is really a backup middle linebacker uh, in 2001. And then after, um, now he played, I'm not saying that, but then, you know, after uh, Ted and, and Brian got hurt, then, you know, we were more of a four-man line team the rest of the year. Played great, had a great year, won the Super Bowl, you know, and, and you know, he's had a tremendous career. And, and it's a tremendous person, great leader, um, brings great energy to the football field, played literally every play in the kicking game on the punt team, but played a lot in the kicking game, wasn't just defense. I mean, he brought, brought a high-level play. To, to everything he did, made our offensive players better. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the program here, you know, and, and um, of course, he's very, you know, proud of what he accomplished here. And, and um, even going back to, you know, some of the other guys up there, you know, like Fina and, you know, Coach uh, Toomey on the practice field out there, um, you know, that's, I guess, dedicated to him, um, you know, Going all the way to most recently, you know, Gronkowski and Taylor and Nick Folk and those guys. And it's been a, you know, Chuck Cecil of Cleveland, um, uh, you know, Bates. I mean, there's been, I mean, I've coached a lot of the guys that are up there. Not all of them for sure, but, you know, quite a few of them. So it's, it's a lot of tradition here. And um, Pat Hill, you know, of course, Pat was here with Fina um, in Desert Storm. And, Coach Toomey, Dwayne Aquina, I mean, it, was, you know, it was a really good staff. It's a great, great tradition here, and you know, certainly Jed's, you know, got the got the program headed back in that direction. So, yeah. excited to see how the Wildcats do. do you remember what possibly did that change to you saw him as a three technique to move in the lineup? Like six one, two hundred forty pounds. I mean, you can't play three technique in the NFL like that. I mean, that's. So it's a projection, you know, which isn't unusual. You know, you see a college guy in one position, find some other position for him in the NFL. Um, but yeah, for I mean, for a three technique to move to an off the ball linebacker, that's you know. So it's talk about putting him on the end of the line, you know, make him an outside linebacker. But you know, ultimately, 
he found the right spot and um like i said had a had a patriots hall of fame career yeah thanks all right thank you